U.S. wheat futures finished the week mixed last week as an alleged Russian missile hit a vessel in the Black Sea, Algeria made a large wheat purchase, and the USDA report, although largely neutral for wheat, was had some bearish corn numbers that put pressure on the grain markets. My name is Michael Wilton with the Saskatchewan Wheat Market Outlook for November 13th. You can find the detailed written report online at the Sask Wheat website. December contract Chicago winter wheat closed at $5.75, down $0.05 cents on Friday, up $0.03 cents on the week. December contract Kansas hard red winter wheat closed at $6.40, down $0.07 cents on Friday, down $0.03 cents on the week. And December Minneapolis hard red spring wheat closed at $7.30, down $0.04 cents on Friday, up $0.09 cents on the week. U.S. wheat futures are currently trading unchanged to five cents lower, while EU milling wheat is unchanged to a quarter of a euro lower this Monday morning. And we'll start with the USDA report. For wheat, the USDA reduced global wheat production by 1.4 million tons as smaller production in Argentina, Kazakhstan, and India offset larger production in Russia global consumption was left essentially unchanged. Exports were reduced by 1.3 million tons, led by a 1.5 million ton decrease from Argentina and a half a million ton decrease in India. These reductions were only partially offset by a 1 million ton increase in exports from Ukraine, which we think is suspect given their slow pace to date. Overall, global wheat ending stocks were raised by 600,000 tons, which is down 4% from last year. In Canada, Stats Canada released their monthly export data. Canadian wheat exports during the month of September were large at 2.1 million tons. China was the largest destination at 341,000 tons. China imported 16% of the total September export volume. August to September exports to China are 416.5 million tons, which is 22% less than last year. Meanwhile, exports to the U.S. are more than double last year's volume at 400,000 tons, making the U.S. the second largest customer for Canadian wheat this season. Exports to Mexico are also 130% larger, than last year. Canadian wheat exports to countries outside of the top 10 countries are also running well ahead of last year. There has been an uptick in demand from African countries over the past two months. August to September exports to African countries are 345,000 tons, which is up 180,000 tons from the same time last year. As far as the weekly export data go, Exports in shipping week 14 were 374,000 tons, resulting in a season total of 5.5 million tons. This is 8% ahead of last year, although the spread from last year closed by 3 points over the week. Producer deliveries were massive last week at 643,000 tons. Visible supply rose to 2.8 million tons, 1.4 million tons of this is sitting in export terminals, which should allow for exports to remain strong. At 6.8 million tons, producers have delivered over one quarter of last year's wheat crop.
for Durham. Stats Canada's monthly export data shows that Durham exports in September were 164,000 tons. This signals the slowest September for Durham exports in recent history. With that said, the August-September total of 366,000 tons is only slightly behind last year's pace. This was made possible as a 103,000 ton decrease in exports to Italy have been made up by larger exports to Japan, Algeria, Nigeria, and several quote-unquote other smaller importers. For the weekly data, Canadian Durham exports were 60.6 thousand tons in week 14 for a season total of 717 thousand tons, down 29% from last year, but still slightly ahead of the 32% decrease in exports that we are expecting. And we'll go over to U.S. wheat. The USDA increased U.S. wheat imports by 10 million bushels, raising total supply to 2.5 billion bushels, up 3% from last year. Exports were left unchanged at 700 million bushels, down 8% from last year. Food use was reduced by 4 million bushels. Ending stocks were raised by 14 million bushels to 684 million bushels, up 18% from last year. For U.S. spring wheat, the only change the USDA made was a 5 million bushel increase in imports to 65 million bushels. This is 16% more than last year and most likely will come from Canada. For U.S. Durham, the USDA decreased imports by 5 million bushels to 40 million bushels, down 22% from last year. Durham food use was reduced by 2 million bushels for a 3 million bushel decrease in ending stocks to 17 million bushels, down almost 40% from last year. If the ending stock number is true, this would be the lowest ending stock number for Durham since the 2007-2008 crop year. As far as the condition of the U.S. winter wheat crop, it came in better than expected this week at 50% good to excellent, which is a 2% improvement from last week and 10-20% better than last year. 90% of the U.S. winter wheat crop has been planted. U.S. weekly export sales were 354,000 tons for a season total of 430 million bushels down 6% from last year compared to the USDA's forecasted 8% decline. Remember, the USDA left that number unchanged. Although sales are strong, U.S. shipments are near all-time lows. Wheat exports are usually slower at this time of year as terminals focus on soybean movement, but last week's 72,000 tons of exports was the slowest weekly volume since records began in January 1983. Total exports are running 27% behind last year. The low water level of the Mississippi River is one of the factors impacting movement as we exports through the U.S. Gulf are 40% behind last year. Now water levels in the Mississippi have improved along with barge rates, but low levels now in the Panama Canal will restrict movement from the Gulf to the Asian markets. And we'll move over to Australia, where they have harvested about a quarter of their crop. 
We hear that yields in Queensland are as expected, which will amount to about half of last year's total volume, but further south, yields are reportedly better than expected. The USDA left Australia's wheat crop at 40 at 24.5 million tons, which looks low. We've heard of estimates ranging from 24 to 27 million tons. For Argentina, harvest in Argentina is 14% complete. The average yield rose by 0.15 tons per hectare over the week to 1.25 tons per hectare. Now remember, Badge's production number implies a 2.65 ton per hectare yield. Yields will improve, but will they reach Badge's estimate? We wait and see. Good to excellent ratings fell by 1 point to 14% good to excellent. This compares to 8% good to excellent last year. The Rosario Grain Exchange cut their estimate for Argentina's wheat crop by another 500, no, 800,000 tons, saying the recent rains were too late to improve wheat yields, and we tend to agree. They estimate the crop will be 13.5 million tons, compared to Badge's 15.4 million tons, and the USDA's updated number of 15 million tons. Argentina's farmers sold another 100,000 tons of wheat last week. This was all taken by local demand, and no exporters purchased. For India, the USDA revised India's wheat crop lower by 3 million tons to 110.5 million tons. This is above the recent update by the USDA's attaché in India, which put the crop at 106 million tons. In the EU, the USDA left the EU's wheat balance sheet unchanged. Most notable is the export estimate of 37.5 million tons, which is 7% higher than last year, despite the current pace, that is 20% behind last year. Rain continued to fall in the EU, hindering winter wheat planting progress. Seeding progress in France is just 67% complete, compared to the 83% average. In the Black Sea, the USDA lifted Russia's 2023 wheat crop by 5 million tons to 90 million tons, which we think is closer. Russia's exports were unchanged at 50 million tons as the higher production prompted higher domestic use and a larger carryout. The USDA left Russia's previous crop, the 2022 crop, at 92 million tons, which is generally considered too low. Russia implemented a February to June wheat export quota of 25 million tons, but this compares to the 11 million tons last year and will have no impact on the pace of their wheat exports. As far as some of the significant purchases and trades, Jordan bought 60,000 tons of optional origin wheat, and they're expected to be back for another 120,000 tons. Meanwhile, Algeria bought what is reported to be 600 to 750,000 tons of December-January delivery wheat. Both Algeria and Jordan look like they are Russian execution, but some of Algeria's wheat could come from France, given the volume may overwhelm Russia's export infrastructure. In other news, the alleged Russian missile that hit the cargo ship near the port of Odessa killed the pilot and injured some of the crew members. The ship was carrying iron ore, 
and the trade reacted, but then found other things to pay attention to. As far as the outlook goes, the funds are maintaining a large short position, but there was nothing in the USDA report to cause them to change course. Russian wheat remains the cheapest for most of the potential importers, and weak currencies against the dollar remain negative to demand. We had a newswire that highlighted this issue, uh, with the Andersons company reported a $19 million loss when doing business with Egypt. The Andersons say they were forced to take a lower currency exchange rate due to the, quote, unusual currency liquidity issues, end quote, that their customers in Egypt are facing. This is one example of how the weak currencies in importing countries are affecting demand, and we suspect that the Andersons aren't the, other, the only companies experiencing this kind of situation. Otherwise, the trade will be watching the harvest results in the Southern Hemisphere and the Chinese wheat demand. For our recommendations, we do not expect to extend cash wheat sales until the new year. Until next time, my name is Michael Wilton with the Saskatchewan Wheat Market Update for November 13th. You can find the detailed written report online at the Sask Wheat website.